I just, I love Oakland so much because what my, like being a child of um, someone from Afghanistan and like having my mom be from the Bay Area. Yeah. Um, just seeing the magic that it holds to like connect people and like how it really, for me, Oakland really does feel like this cosmic silk road yeah. that like like a stop on a cosmic silk mm-hmm. road that connects like mystics and artists and creatives to just um you know share codes with one another and ideas and inspire mm-hmm. one another yeah um i think yeah my experience with the bay has been so much about art and music and culture and mysticism and just by just like by proxy too before right. even fully like taking it on in my own life Welcome to the Bliss Seekers Podcast. Our podcast is intended to inspire people to discover their true purpose and follow their bliss. We're on every major platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Please make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast and please enjoy the show. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a very special guest. She's a visionary producer whose music, visuals, and products enhance the high vibe culture. Growing up singing Afghan music with her family in Oakland, she was taught that all objects and beings have an acoustic resonance. Her concerts generate experiences where everything feels possible, leaving the audience with a sense of cosmic nostalgia. She's a family taught singer, professionally trained audio engineer, electronic music producer and dancer. She has performed at the Yerba Buena Center for the Arts, the San Francisco Asian Art Museum, the Kennedy Center, the Muddy Water Blues and Jazz Festival, and several other events and venues across the United States and Europe. Welcome to the podcast, Ruby Mountain. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here, finally. (laughs) It sounded like you're about to win an award. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Where's the the music award, right? The MTV Music Award. Yeah, so welcome. Thank you for for coming here. You know, I mean, I've heard a lot about you. You know, Joe Mm -hmm. always raves about you and... You know, um, but, uh, you know, we, we like to start with, you know, getting to know somebody um, like, but let's just, I don't know, let's just talk about maybe a little bit about you before and then we can get into you now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So you have a question? Well, yeah. I met you when you're already a musician. I'm mm-hmm. curious, what were you doing like before you got into music? Yeah, well, I've always been into music growing up. Um, I sang with my father. It was really sweet. And my family, we would perform at Afghan weddings, mm-hmm. um, at all of our uh, family parties. My mom was really good at putting us in competitions. So uh, my siblings and I grew up performing all the time. And I was just say, how many siblings do you have? Oh, I have two two siblings. Okay. Yeah. So are you like the oldest, youngest? I'm the youngest. Oh, okay. The baby mm-hmm. of the family. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, so I've always been a performer and have had music in my life Um, but professionally I started out being an uh, audio engineer a live audio engineer and I also worked in studios but then focused mostly on running live audio for shows because I loved how ephemeral it was like I could just make it sound really great and see the musicians be really happy and see them be in their community Mm -hmm. Um, and then it was like done you know it's just this like blast of Um, beauty that happened Uh, so I was doing that first and uh, then I decided well why don't I start like releasing my own stuff and see Mm -hmm. myself on stage because after the concerts were over I would go up on stage and sing (laughs) like after hours (laughs) (laughs) like what's the audio engineer doing singing on stage yeah yeah it was really fun you know and like if other staff that were creative we'd all take turns going on stage um, at the different venues I worked at so yeah, and now I am um, solely doing music. Mm. I do 
I do live audio. Well, now since the pen that we're in the pandemic and venues are shut down, mm-hmm. I'm not doing live audio in uh, venues. But um, when that opens back up, we'll see how I balance that back into my life of just producing and releasing music yeah. and visuals. So how has that affected your like your music? Are you streaming like like on Zoom now, or have you pivoted at all, or are you just kind of like like preparing for when everything opens up again? Yeah, well, when uh, the the pandemic happened, it was everything, every, everything changed for a lot of people, yeah, right? For everyone, yeah. Like mm-hmm. there was yeah. no, all my shows got canceled, mm-hmm. um, and then all of my live audio engineering gigs got canceled, mm-hmm. and so yeah, I pivoted. I started um, doing live streaming, which is something that was on my list to do, mm-hmm. and so it felt it was really great that I got the opportunity to do that, and so I took some classes on um, music and, uh, technology Mm -hmm. and learned a ton about live streaming. Uh, and yeah, so I've been doing that. I've been putting on events. I actually have an event coming all up called FemaFest, which is a, it's going to be a full moon in Virgo event. And, um, I've done this before, like when the pandemic first started, this was one of my first offerings that I did for the community where I had, um, I had an astrologer and I had a DJ and then I did, a uh, guided sound bath meditation with my friend Shaw. Okay. Mm. And so it was just such a loving experience since everyone was just really going through it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Can you explain to us <clears throat> and to everyone else real quick what FemiFest means? Yeah. The audience. Yes. So FemiFesting is, it's basically, it's manifesting, but it's really coming from an intention of um, honoring and loving and respecting the divine feminine, right? And like bringing her more into, um, into our space so that we can begin to balance out those energies within our world. Yeah. So FemaFesting um, is really about uh, conjuring up and uh, deciding what you want in your life and then energetically making it happen okay. and energetically accepting it into your life. Mm-hmm. And so how did that start? FemaFesting? Yeah. Or just the whole idea. Did you have it before? Did somebody give it to you? Was it a collection of, of ideas? Um, well, I've always been a big fan of manifesting. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I've done so much work doing that in many different ceremonies and circles and different modalities. Yeah. Um, and yeah, one day I was at an interview like years ago and then I just said FemaFest. Yeah. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Just came to you. Yeah. Just came to you. It's yeah. Like, something like a angels or your higher self or your spirit <laughs> something right? yeah it was like let's yeah. let's like awaken the divine feminine let's start using femifest mm, <laughs> yeah beautiful. so you mentioned manifesting mm-hmm. right and i'm big on manifesting mm-hmm. i've been doing uh, water manifestations lately like the past month and it's been working like every week i've manifested one or two things that mm-hmm. i asked for from the water right and mm-hmm. it sounds really silly like you know you talk to the water and then you drink it and you ask for something and it happens but w- what are your favorite you know methods or do you use all of them or has has it kind of become like one that you use Mm -hmm. to manifest i really like what you're saying because like our bodies are water i can see why you're doing that because our bodies are water and the body the water picks up the vibration Mm -hmm. and it reminds me of that japanese um photographer who um goes around and takes photos of uh, water crystals right yeah Yeah. and the ones that have like love written on them are like so beautifully formed yeah and the ones that say negative words are just not yeah Yeah. Yeah. um but as far as like um femifesting it's really it's really just a lifestyle like I, i i don't see myself i don't really do um as many like rituals 
uh, or ceremonies around it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's It's been very much about me coming into a place of personal energetic sovereignty and recognizing like that I choose what energy space that I'm in mm-hmm. and have decided to be in a timeline in a space that is vibrating high for myself and the people around me that are that resonate with that. Yeah. And so when I'm in that, it's just naturally like you're in that space that when you think of something or when you desire something or when you feel pleasure, like like pleasure goes hand in hand with manifesting. Okay. Uh, like so, pleasure and like loving who you are and like enjoying a beautiful flower, you know, um, being intimate, like anything it's like, that's pleasurable. It tunes you and taps into the vibration of femifesting and creation energy. So it's not, I think maybe just like my lifestyle of living, I'm just knowing that, um, being more thoughtful about what I am uh, consuming and also Mm -hmm. what I'm outputting and that the output is the ripple effect. The output is the thing that is, uh, femifesting, drawing in opportunities. Um, but it's not even so much of like drawing it in. It's like, it's like all right there. It's just suddenly I can just see it (laughs) (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I'm in the vibe. Yeah. It's funny because, um, most people, when you say manifesting, uh, I don't know. My experience is most people think it's baloney. Like, like Mm -hmm. uh, how can it just be that? You know what I mean? It's like this thing where people think it has to be a lot harder than just like your vibration or just asking, yeah. you know, and in, in prayer, if you think about it, prayer is a form of manifestation, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're just asking or you're trying to vibrate a certain thing. So is that your experience too? That like, or, or I guess my question is, how did you learn about manifestation? Like where did that, was that taught to you when you were young? Did you read a book? Was it a, so some people that you met that kind of taught it to you? Mm-hmm. How did you get on this, this, um, this path of manifestation? Cause I believe in it a lot and I know it works, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So mm-hmm. I was just curious as to how you got onto that. That's a really good question. Yeah. yeah I think, um, you're making me think about when I was, when I was a kid mm-hmm. and being able to, uh, be so much in the vibration of play yeah. and imagination that I literally was manifesting my whole world, like through imagination, right? Like I was making things up. I was like feeling like I was in those places and then I was actually in those places and, um, and, and seeing, um, yeah, seeing my family also like my, my mother was very, um, she was very much in tune with the other realms and like, and like Christ consciousness and uh. without, saying that but like looking back at who Mm. she who she was and and how um she was so connected to angels Mm. and but she was very good at at being able to not only see what was coming ahead but also like say something i think it was probably both like she could see what was coming but also like say something and then it would it would happen um and like on subtle levels right so Mm. i think as a kid just always knowing that that was a reality yeah mm-hmm. like it just happens yeah. um it wasn't on like large scales you know yeah. really people are like i want to win the lottery but yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was like on day-to-day um experiences but as far as thinking about manifesting that's so interesting i think it it came um i think i got now that i'm thinking about it it's like being in circles where people wanted to be healed mm-hmm. or like needed to felt like they needed to get ahead in their life. Mm. Right. Um, so it wasn't even rooted in like an experience of the present, who they, who we actually are, which is so much manifesting is like you just accepting your, who you actually are in your power. Mm-hmm. It was people seeking outside um, help. Um, and so, yeah, that's when I got like started, I guess maybe hearing the word manifesting mm. was witnessing uh, friends and people wanting to draw things or make things happen in their life. 
So yeah. you have a lot of people around you that are about self discovery. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's such a bay thing, though. You know, <laughs> a bay thing. It, it yeah. is. It's such yeah. an Oakland thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. So, like, I, you know, I don't know how you're about religion or if you're religious or whatever. I'm not religious, and I respect all religions, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, because I was raised Catholic and then I converted to Christianity, but then. My journey of self-discovery started like maybe the last 10 years, you know, because I did a lot of personal development. Mm. I was around like different associations. Like you said, people that just want more out of life, like they're looking yeah. for more than just the, the usual. And that's where I started discovering uh, the, the, the path of self-discovery, mm. where manifestation is a big part of that. Right. Because if if you know yourself and you know that we're a soul and a spirit having a human experience and and then I believe that that's where the belief that manifestation can happen because we're energy and Mm -hmm. we're source and stuff like that. So um, I agree with you on that one where, I mean, maybe it is that you wanted more. um, You started singing with your family. And uh, so let's talk about that. Well, I don't know if it was that I. It's interesting to think you said I wanted more because it's it's so interesting for me to hear that because, yeah, it definitely was at a place in my life where I seeked outside sort of help to, I guess, there was like the sense of need, which uh-huh. I feel like can come from maybe, I don't want to say victim, but like almost like that essence of not knowing that it's, I don't, I don't need anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, But I think the community that I was in was definitely in that situation versus now it's like femifesting is just knowing your power. Okay. It's knowing that you are like source, mm-hmm. love, light. You know, yeah. it's knowing that we are all powerful and it's and it comes from a place of like, I don't I don't need anything to happen. I know that I could choose to make it happen. Oh, ah, okay. I love you that. Know? So it's like self-discovery or just... Um acceptance acceptance okay yeah Yeah, it's like for me that's what it feels like it's like acceptance Mm. of my uh connection to my highest self acceptance of just understanding that we're so much more than just what we see yeah okay Mm -hmm. and not everyone is at that place and i feel Mm -hmm. like maybe that's when people are still using like very material things and those things work you know yeah i I definitely do things like that too sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like playful and it really does um, you know, there's like traditions behind it and it does activate your energy, um, which manifesting that's to make something come into fruition to see it in this realm. Yeah. It's not just energy like you have to. Um, yeah, you have to be active. There's like an action to it. So for, it's like lines up not only with your thinking and your energy, but also what you're doing mm-hmm. with your life. So you mentioned something about the material, mm-hmm. right? Um so obviously we live in the United States in a capitalist society, you know what I mean? And so you said it's, it is kind of important and it's, uh, use, I forget the exact words you use, but you said it's kind of necessary, but not, but it's not important because you accept that you can have, like basically you can, your reality can be whatever you want to want to believe. Can you talk a little bit about like the, the material versus the, the, I guess the, the, the non-material, spir- the non-material. physical yeah. yeah, non-physical. Are you talking about capitalism being necessary? I'm, um somewhat like uh, because you said you said that it comes from uh femifesting comes from acceptance like not needing anything outside well yeah acceptance of who you are your high self your sovereignty yeah yeah Mm -hmm. not needing yeah and so in our society there's a lot of not the opposite of that yeah like needing Mm -hmm. you know what i mean to feel okay or feel Mm -hmm. worthy or feel acceptance right yeah so what's your view on on that like uh or how did you break away from that do mm-hmm. you or do you think it's more 
because or where do you think that comes from and, and let's uh what's your idea on on that that part yeah i think um for me that sort of, that thinking is it's a socialization yeah it's a distraction it's it's false yeah you know it's um it's a way to have um a lot of us never really think about what we're talking about like your higher self like mm-hmm. energetic sovereignty multi-dimensions femifesting it keeps you just locked into the material world which is about work and making money and surviving you know um and so i think for me it's it's like recognizing that it's mm-hmm. like yeah that's very much reality especially being a musician yeah. <laughs> being an mm-hmm. artist in yeah. california yeah. like it's very much my reality of like okay i'm not in the tech industry you know i'm not a lawyer doctor it's like i'm an artist and so um i'm very much aware of like the physical limitations um and opportunities that come up with being an artist um but i think like yeah so to go back it is it's like this way of keeping us locked locked in and so honoring that like oh i am in this game yeah mm-hmm. i'm in this game that i'm participating in but i'm enjoying the game because i can see what it clearly is yeah you know like and i could fall into the timeline and the story that is like need-based and that is about surviving you know um or i can be in the place where i am right now no matter what my circumstance is which is like I'm in gratitude. I like, mm-hmm. I love that I'm alive. I love that I can vision and imagine different futures. Mm-hmm. I love that I can like call on my guides for support and actually hear them. You know, I love that I can be, um, femifest a trip or something into my life mm-hmm. just by deciding that that's what I want to do and coming at it from a place that's really heart centered and mm-hmm. filled with love. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's very powerful. Um, well, I, I, want to, I want you to talk about sovereignty since uh, you mentioned it quite a lot um, for anyone who doesn't know what that is and how do you tap it into your sovereignty? Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, I think, yeah, for tapping into my own sovereignty, it's, it's work. It's like you're talking about self-discovery. You know, it's mm-hmm. like looking through uh, the limitations that I've put on myself that I've learned from the outside world um, and questioning them and digging them up and accepting the things that are um, forgiving myself for the ways that I've internalized Mm -hmm. those negative things that really aren't me or any of us Mm -hmm. Um, and practicing just really being in love like with the world and with people and um, with where I'm at Um, and that for me is is a part of sovereignty is being able to love no matter what like being in a love vibration because i am aware that another person or their situation that's happening um they may not just they may not be we're just on different timelines i'm not gonna get mad at them you know or be disappointed i mean i could get frustrated and upset Mm -hmm. but i'm not gonna get like like feel like i need that person to change Mm -hmm. it's more like oh i'm in a different place and i'm gonna keep Mm -hmm. being in this place that's sovereignty and I'm going to continue to meet people that are in my place that are going to inspire me and push me even further to connecting to the cosmic realms and the multi-dimensions and like the realness of like we are so powerful like if if everybody collectively like woke up and we realized how powerful we are energetically mm-hmm. we could just completely shift yeah. <laughs> the planet yeah. but like you said like not everybody gets to that point like discovery wise yeah and you mentioned um the game right 
Um, I like how you put that because uh, it seems like everything that's successful now has a gamification aspect to it. You know, social media is basically gamification of social interaction, right? Mm. Um, you know, uh, recently, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with stocks or whatever, but mm -hmm. there's two apps, Webull and Robinhood. Robinhood has become like the gamification yeah. of money, right? Mm -hmm. Or not money, but like the, the, the stock industry, the money mm -hmm. industry that normally was not, the, the, the normal person could not ever access mm -hmm. that realm or it was very complicated. They needed, it was so confusing that even if they did, they probably wouldn't understand it. But now Robinhood creates that, makes it like a game and now they're changing the financial industry forever. Just changed right? GameStop and AMC. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So you do understand it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so it's funny you mentioned gamification because it's true. Then we can talk about material things, right? Mm -hmm. I, I appreciate that you said that because it's okay to want nice things, right? But it's oh, not. Yeah. It's not okay to be to put your happiness or your identity in that, in or having yeah. that. Is mm -hmm. that that's kind of what you mean, right? Like. Like you're in sovereignty, like you accept yourself. And then what I heard too is since you accept yourself, you can also accept others. Yeah, like, or accept where they are. Yeah, accept yeah. where they are. Yeah, like, yeah. So if they don't fit in your realm, you're like, I accept you, I'm not judging you, but I need to you know, fill my realm with yeah. more people that are gonna support me and yeah. fit that, that realm. And it's not like, it's not coming from a, um, like a, a sense where, you know, like a Buddhist sense, you know, where it's like no material things, mm. you know, like no material world. It's mm. like, no, like I like yeah. the goddess paradigm, which is like people that are fractals of goddesses could be adorned and could have luxurious things and could be, you know, in this place where you're really well taken care of and there's beauty, mm. you know, and there's lots of love, like there's this Venusian vibration. So it's not, you know, so I am very much like I like to be around people who are on a vibration of caring for themselves in whatever way that may be, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's not wanting to have anything to deal with like material things or if it's someone who really wants to honor this vessel that they're in. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and just, and just whatever fits them in other words. Right. Yeah. So I want to go back to when you were a kid singing with your family. Right. Yeah. yeah so because uh, have you always been singing like your entire life or was there a time where it stopped and then you went back to it? Mm. Um, or has it just been always part of your life? Um, it's been on and off. On and yeah, off. yeah, yeah. I definitely um, was at a point where, like, I was dancing a lot mm -hmm. when I was in high school, and I wasn't singing. And then it was like when I would try and sing people or non-Afghan music, people were like, you know, how mean. There's haters. Like, mm. yeah, oh, it's yeah. Not good. You know. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then when I was in. Uh, yeah, and then like in college, I, I was making more soundscapes with my voice. So I wasn't singing, like doing singer-songwriter, mm. but I was still using using my voice. Um, and then, yeah, and then I decided to go back to just letting my voice come out and rediscovering it. Mm -hmm. And then after my mom uh, passed away. Mm, sorry to hear I, about that. I, thank you. My mom yeah. is such an angel. Yeah. She <laughs> seems like, it seems like mm -hmm. she was pretty connected. Yeah. 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 My mom was amazing is amazing yeah. um but it was it was hard to sing and okay. it and and it's it's um it's different now when i sing mm -hmm. and it's and it is so much yeah my voice is changing i'm at a different level um with where i'm at and where i want to go so it's interesting to see how different yeah parts of my life have been impacted um have impacted my voice 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I never, uh-huh. never thought about it. I can't sing. I wish I could sing. <laughs> 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 My father is a singer, actually. Singer-songwriter. Oh, cool. uh, he was. He gave it up a long time ago. But he won these things called the Oti Awards in the mm. 80s, which is what now would be considered like a Latin Grammy, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. that's cool. And he was, he was a singer-songwriter. But the musical talent is in our blood. Like, I'm really good at piano. Like, I remember my sister was taking lessons and she took her three weeks to learn a song and I would just listen to it by ear and I would learn it like in an hour. You know what I mean? But the singing talent didn't transfer. You know what I mean? So I appreciate, I appreciate that. Well, you know what I love about singing is like, it's, it's like mantras. It could be, you know, it's like, it's the, it's Mm. the spoken word. What you say really helps bring things into fruition. Um, especially if they're repeated, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think what's so cool about pop music is that it's so simple. It's almost like the contemporary version when it's done right of like folk music. Yeah. You know, because it's so it's like the people's music. It's so simple. Right. Um, And yeah, I think that's what's so beautiful about being able to um, sing. And and it's like uh, I love it because as creators, no matter what your medium is, photography you know, or singing, mm-hmm. it's like, it's a ripple effect. Right. Like we are in these roles that you could decide to take on of being culture creators, right. yeah. you know, and we really do ripple out the vibration we're putting out. Yeah. I like how you said that because, um, okay, maybe I didn't get the singing talent, but uh, in my previous career, I was a speaker, like a public mm-hmm. speaker. And it was a talent I didn't know I had. Like I, cause I was just always like, you know, most people are afraid to get in front of a crowd and speak. So like being a performer, that's a big deal because number one, you overcome the fear of performing in front of hundreds yeah. thousands millions you know what i mean but so what i realized in my previous career was that i actually had a talent to speak and i could channel energy and i when i spoke it was like i was singing it wasn't like me just the same energy the same tone the whole time i'd have the lows the highs the pauses the stops and so I kind of mastered the speaking realm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I wasn't able to harmonize it like a song, you know yeah. what I mean? But I could harmonize with my energy, with my voice, with my tonation and stuff like that. And then now it's led into podcasting, you mm-hmm. know? So I like how you said that because maybe I didn't get the singing talent, but creators in every way, in every realm, there's a way where you can, you can, in a, in a way, I guess I say it's kind of like singing, but in a different level. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? Well, yeah, I think it's, it's also like a, maybe you're speaking from your spirit. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's yeah. like mm-hmm. I feel like when you're tapped into your spirit, like it will just come out. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to think so much, right? Yeah. Um, That's I, a good point. Yeah. Right? Like I want to go back when you said you couldn't, you feel like you couldn't sing after, mm-hmm. you know, a painful like experience passing away. Um, you know, I what came to me was like your throat chakra was being blocked and also your heart chakra. Would you agree with that? Like thought and heart? I do think there's something, um, there definitely is, has been a block, Mm -hmm. you know? So the thing is, is that when people are grieving that that's like a time for other things to come in and attach to that Mm -hmm. aren't you. Um, so there definitely were energetic blocks around it. Um, and I do, I have been doing like throat chakra work, Mm -hmm. but I, I feel like it's been more of like, um, I just sang so much with my mom. Like Mm. I would just always sing for her. And I recently, like I gave myself this artist retreat and it was like singing Mm. at the river. And I think what, when I really would like tap back into this like space that I have before when she was alive, I would cry because it just Mm. is so like resonant with, with her being Mm. here. Yeah. So there's like healing around 
yeah but it's definitely related to the mm-hmm. to the throat chakra and getting mm-hmm. allowing my voice out and in grief and uh, it's interesting you say that because there was I was noticing some tightness and things yeah. energetic around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've been kind of like diving into like different chakras. Mm-hmm. It just came to me like, mm-hmm. oh, if I can't communicate a certain certain way or something I can't express, my throat chakra is being blocked. Mm-hmm. Like I, and I would do research. So how do I heal it or like what I need to do? Mm-hmm. And if you feel like you're not inspired, it's the sacral or the mm-hmm. solar plexus, mm-hmm. one of those. Like what are ways to heal it? There's there's ways that they'll give you examples of what you will feel if it's being blocked. And there's mm-hmm. also ways you can do to heal it. So Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that you bring it up because our, our um, bodies, this, uh, the ethereal bodies are like so complex and there's systems like talking about chakras that have been taught and talked about for centuries mm. you know and it's just um it's so it is really good to tune back in because we in society western society we're not taught to learn those systems but they are very real yeah. you know that's like smudging is real mm. like doing um being able to set up like your shields and like um so that other things like won't penetrate your energy field, mm-hmm. keep you connected to like your highest self, you know, uh, saging or like cleansing sprays, you know, or lighting candle. There's many different ways to do that and being intentional and having it as a practice, or even selenite, right? Mm-hmm. Selenite's good for clearing. There you go. Love selenite. Yeah. But yeah, it's like we constantly have to, but it's, it's kind of like, you know, you can't go weeks without taking a shower. Mm. It's like similar Some with people can. Spir- <laughs> spiritual hygiene, right? <laughs> yeah. Like what Desi and Ev talked yeah. about before Spir- in yeah. one of the yeah. episodes. Yeah. Spiritual yeah. hygiene is a very real thing. Mm. And I'm grateful to have been to a lot of ceremonies throughout my life where I learned that at a, at a younger time in my life Mm -hmm. so when did you start again focusing 100% on your music like you're like okay this is the path I'm gonna take yes I think it was around the time that I um, wrote this mantra I'm gonna sing it for you okay yeah yes please how many times is it taking you to get up and walk away just walk away i'm walking away yeah how many times has it grabbed me convinced me to stay just walk away just walk away yeah we don't have to follow today the sun is gonna rise tomorrow we can keep working doors seeing our better days we don't have to follow today the sun is gonna rise tomorrow we can keep working doors seeing our better days how many times is it taking me to get up and walk away just walk away i'm walking away yay yeah wow <laughs> you guys heard that oh my god i like to sing wow. that like on repeat sometimes that's awesome Woo. that's energy right there yeah. that's beautiful thank yeah. you that was a blessing oh you're welcome i had my eyes closed too <laughs> like, oh wow yeah, live music <laughs> i know we got live music yeah. here on the podcast <laughs> mm-hmm. by the way if you like this podcast make sure you subscribe make sure you hit that like button and the notification bell so that lets you know when the new videos come out so that and was awesome you send us co- uh, write comments below if you have any questions for ruby me isaac uh yeah. share the video please yeah. <laughs> and that was awesome tell us how awesome it was yeah. in the comments right <laughs> so yeah. when was that around when, when that happened hmm 
maybe I think like maybe eight years ago was when I was like energetically like decided. Um, But it's been to professionally decide and like really grow it as a business, Mm -hmm. not just as an artist. Mm -hmm. Um, That was probably like four years ago. I was um, the AV director at a place in in, uh, downtown Oakland and decided to leave my job to Mm -hmm. focus on just creating. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And since then I've, been gifted opportunities to take business classes and it's been a it's been a ride though thinking about um getting the right resources to think about music in relationship to business just Mm -hmm. because a lot of business courses are like readily available Mm -hmm. um and then there are music business courses too but i just haven't that hasn't locked in i've been offered like other um business courses but because there is no real way to be a music business Right. You know, there's like there's it depends on what your goals are, what your aspirations are. Yeah. Um, there's so many different ways to um, make money with music. Mm-hmm. And so it's just deciding what to prioritize. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. So, yeah, I think just and more recently, it's because of the pandemic, it's like even dialed in more because yeah. I've gotten opportunities to take some online business classes and um, really plan a business uh, for the next five years, which is really cool. As an go. artist, I'm yeah. like, wait, what? You want me to do what? Yeah. And like, I'm going to tune into like with my other side. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, like, and I ended up uh, starting Femifesting Productions, uh-huh. which is a production company for that connects to high vibe artists to um, create for the new paradigm. So to continue to create work together um, that impacts people's lives that impacts mm-hmm. people's vibrations because we were coming out of the, the old paradigm and, and that's which is very much rooted in like your head and intellect mm-hmm. um and not knowing about the things that we're talking about right. and, you know into this new place where people are more accepting of of magic mm-hmm. okay. and um and and people are seeing it happen in their own lives more so it piques more interest mm-hmm. uh and yeah, it's just it's really such an exciting time to be like a woman, a woman of color, to be an artist and to generate um, new pieces that are really laying the foreground of like the energy that we're we are in now. The shift has already happened. So the energy that we're in, but it's just going to keep building and getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. You mentioned something about what what how you want to do it, because I believe like now with technology, with YouTube, with, you know, all this it's so easy to get yourself out there nowadays, you know? And if you're really good at marketing yourself, at promoting yourself, at, at using this, the internet and social media, like you can easily become huge, you know? Like we're back maybe 20, 30 years ago, you needed to have like a, a manager, you needed to have a record mm-hmm. label pick you up. You needed, you know, it was just so much harder. The barrier of entry was so much harder. Mm-hmm. Now, because of technology, because of, you know, the advancements in technology, because of platforms like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. I mean, you could just, like you said, pick one or pick whatever way you want to, or how far you want to go, you know, mm-hmm. and you can get yourself out there. Like I talk about this with the podcast. Like if we wanted to start a podcast 20, 30 years ago, I'd have to know somebody at a radio station. <laughs> I would have maybe had to go to college for it. Mm-hmm. I would have had to pay my dues in like radio for years, you know, and then maybe I'd have a little tiny show. Now, couple cameras, put together a team, get a YouTube channel, get, you know, get yourself on, on, on all the major platforms and just start talking. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's how mm-hmm. crazy it is. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's pretty cool, but you mentioned business, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I want you to talk about, we were talking about this earlier, but the whole business artist 
uh, dance connection, right? Because because I I think it is kind of like a dance, right? It is kind of like you have to have both in order to to get somewhere. So maybe what's your what's your thoughts on that? Because I know you are business minded as well, but you're also a creative artist. So what's your thoughts on that business artist? Uh, yeah, well, I don't think you have to have both to get somewhere. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, like you could just be an artist, right? You know, um, and with me like deciding like I really enjoy making an impact and activating people um, with concerts, with like products, you know, with ear, like I made these earrings, they say oh. FemmaFest. Oh, nice. And for me, it's like a ritual when I put them on in the day to remind me of that power yeah. that I have, mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty creative actually. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, so it's, it's like, it's very much, you can choose, you know, what you want to do, but I really enjoy being able to like, leave footprints you know and and leave things for people to interact with and so uh with with business it's like it's so cool to know that it's a tool it's very much and it's like a new business you know it's like a Mm -hmm. new um not a new business but a new form of thinking of business Mm because it's for me it's not competition it's about like what is the ecosystem i'm in the -hmm. business ecosystem like what what other artists are doing fabulous things that inspire me you know, that I could have a concert with or who are also creating FemmaFest stuff or, you know, um, or manifest or whatever it is. Um, and just really seeing, seeing that it's like business for me has been a way to connect with other communities of people that also want to make an impact on, on the world. And at the same time, live in this very three-dimensional capitalistic realm, Mm -hmm. which is like, oh yeah, also, there is there's there's money, there's energetic currency, there's mm-hmm. like movies to be made, you know, and that and that takes money. There's albums to be made, you know, and mm-hmm. so it's like it's very much money is also just an energy form. Mm-hmm. To me, there's nothing negative attached to attached to it unless it is negative <laughs> money, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. right? right? So just seeing business as just another, just um. I think we've always been making transactions as a people. Mm-hmm. We've always been trading and sharing ideas mm-hmm. and trading goods. Um, and so I think this past year has been really just accepting that part of like my ancestry and, and legacy and and knowing that it's it that. And so it makes it so much more fun to be doing business with people, you know, yeah. and to be in a business ecosystem and to like have a, a small team of people that I get to work with now, which will get, bigger mm-hmm. you know as time goes on and right. yeah it's just so fun like being able to work with joe doing photography mm-hmm. and like all these other goddesses that i know like the goddess crew in oakland like it's so beautiful to be able to work on like this last music video i released uh called sunrise that like capture visual shot yes. <laughs> shout out to des, yes, yes, des. Yeah. so dope yeah like just to be able to work with women of color who are also on a high vibe mm-hmm. um frequency really inspired me to be like yeah femme festing productions like this is happening like it's happening now like let's make it happen even more and mm-hmm. then understanding the logistics of business where like mm. you know when you become a corporation then you can get shares to sell and like yeah. what is the llc and then seeing like how it can actually go down mm-hmm. as a and it's not just like a a seed anymore it's like it's happening and it's just all a journey right and so let's talk about your music video because I know that you had just you you yeah. want to talk about that and and you know you, like you said you did it with one of with Des Desiree you know she's worked with the Bliss Seekers as well, uh, so let's talk about that like what was that experience like how, how what did that come from what's what is it about like what's the what's the song 
about yeah yeah well we released um a music video for sunrise in december okay which also was part of a um a live stream that okay. i put together because part of my ephema festing is creating a live stream broadcast oh okay so um and having them it's like a different type like bringing in visuals during the live stream bringing in um it's like a, it's just a whole show <laughs> that, yeah. that we put to, that i put together and so that was the live stream stream i did in december was the music video premiere okay um and yeah it was it was gosh there's so many wonderful things to say about that but i i think what i just really want to say is that visuals are so powerful because it's like whatever you have around you is impacting you subconsciously mm. and so to be able to create with des who's like this holder of ancient cosmic secrets <laughs> you know and to be able to like share my music that is so much downloaded from the cosmos and from ancestors and from love so to be able to work with someone who can really capture those visuals mm -hmm. um has been amazing and so we're working on i'll be releasing a, a new music video for my song called seeker mm -hmm. um and that'll be coming out at the end of the month at my event, Fema Fest. That's okay. uh, that's my current favorite song for movie, by the way. <laughs> oh, Seeker. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So tell us more about like your whole your whole music career. Like, how many albums do you have out there? Mm -hmm. Well, let, let's go. Because so now you, maybe four years ago you said, okay, I'm gonna turn this into like a career. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what happened after that? Oh my gosh, so many things. I got to sing at the Kennedy Center, the Muddy Waters Blues and Jazz that's Fest. Awesome. Like doors were just like, okay, you want to do this? Let's let's do it. Wow. You know and. Um, then I released, um, my full moon mixtape, which was, I released a song for, on a full moon for five full moons. Oh. And that was amazing because just growing up knowing, like learning, like how our bodies and everything in the world resonates with a frequency mm -hmm. to be able to release like these intentional songs that were, um, you know, they were like full moon spells, if you want to say, and seeing yeah. how they impacted people that I knew who listened to them, how mm -hmm. they impacted my own life once I released them and going with like the current of a full moon creating them. That was my first like mixtape that I released, um, my first album that I released. And then uh, after my mom passed away, I got a um, residency to record at Women's Audio Mission. Mm -hmm. That was a very challenging thing to produce and create because it was this it was like this dance between like grieving and then like wanting to do it because you know my mom like yeah. to honor my mom mm. yeah. and to honor like the matriarchs and like honor myself and yeah so it was like this dance between it was really it was challenging but i did it you know yeah. and that i that one was called waves hence like up did and you down. find it like it was a bit healing after you completed it yeah, I was like, was it? <laughs> or during? Yeah. Like during? You know, this? grief, losing someone that you love so dearly, mm. it's like, it's even hard to really remember the experience of making right. it because it was just so much wow. going on, mm -hmm. right? But that's powerful that you, you completed it and you went through and... Yeah, yeah, I'm so grateful I did and I had like some really as um, brilliant artist in New York make the cover art that honored like for me my mom and like um, ancestral beauty and yeah I'm, I'm really proud of that album and I know my mom is too yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely you, yeah. yeah that's great yeah. and now I'm working on new stuff like I have um a single that'll be coming single that will be coming out in the May nice and um and also like an album later this year uh so 
yeah and where could where can everybody find your your music they can find it on any streaming platform any platform mm-hmm. okay. um or they can purchase it off Bandcamp, which is really great Boom, Bandcamp. Yeah. One time, Bandcamp. Just kidding. <laughs> Bandcamp. Uh, Bandcamp. Is it Bandcamp.com or is it? Is, is that it? an app? I don't know if it's Bandcamp.com, but I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Bandcamp. Google Bandcamp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bandcamp's Bandcamp. great okay. because it's like you can stream the music off of Bandcamp, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, they support artists so much. Like you, they like the percentage that they give artists is really high. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Oh, so and yeah. it's like purchasing music too. Like not many. You know, yeah. once streaming happened, it kind of took away all the money <laughs> yeah. yeah from all the from all the musicians yeah. yeah so it's nice to be able to purchase purchase it yeah so i was watching a joe rogan podcast and kanye west was on there and he said with my music career i was negative five million he's like but because of all his other business ventures mm-hmm. he's a billionaire now right mm-hmm. but he, they were talking about the same thing because of streaming and all that like the the artist has been kind of robbed of of you know making the amount of money that they used to make before streaming right yeah yeah so this is more yeah. like better for the artist the band camp i really want to see i'm looking forward to the day when i can see people who have established these platforms and i know like that part of it being created was because it was already being created people were just like downloading you right. know illegally with, <laughs> yeah without Napster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. and so that's what came out of came out of that but i'm really looking forward to the day when these platforms can um start being more um think about the sustainability of artists you know because they are making a lot of money (laughs) you know and and how like what is fair like i I would love to see like there be some sort of move and change to make things equitable for the creators not just the people that are creating the platforms yeah it's very true i mean because the artists are the ones that are putting out the music and then the people that own the streaming platforms are the ones that are making the money yeah (laughs) you know what i mean so but i mean who knows we're entering a new age maybe maybe that will happen you know what i mean um we're putting it out there right now and talking about it so there you go so i have a question yeah i have a question um because you said you sang with your two siblings as well are any of them into music or artists right now? Oh yeah, all my my siblings are um, artists as well. Mm-hmm. They are. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, my sister is a dancer. She's a tap dancer. Oh yeah. Wow, that's um, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, magic feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like happy incredible. feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> happy feet. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Pretty. And my brother is an actor oh, and cool. producer. So, so you guys were a, a, just a creative family. Yeah, wow. we are a very creative family. Was mm-hmm. were both your parents creative? My um my father was the performer. Like he came from Afghanistan and he came to pursue music and mm. wanted to do acting. Yeah. you know, and um he he's a singer songwriter, and plays harmonium. And my mom is just so much like a lover of the arts, like music connoisseur, and yeah. like she just loves the entertainment industry and i think what what's so cool about my family is that they really taught me how much it entertainment or art impacts people like you can make them Mm -hmm. cry i've seen my dad like make move people at concerts when i was little Mm -hmm. from his lyrics you know and Mm -hmm. and, um i've seen the joy that my mom gets you know from dancing around to like music so um yeah so i just it's they definitely taught me at a young age, the the power that it has to incite and activate people's DNA to mm-hmm. like help remember who they are, yeah. you know, or help desire something more in their life. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I read an article or I watched something that said that when people have amnesia, 
they use music because music music activates a different part of the brain oh. like they could lose their memory but they'll remember song which is the craziest thing yeah Sounds yeah uh -huh. so it is true i mean it connects with a different part of the brain like i guess you never forget it so mm -hmm. that's pretty powerful and so did your parents did they meet here in the united states they did. Oh, okay yeah yeah my dad he like immigrated to new york and then eventually came to oakland and okay. it was like I mean, now there's a lot of Afghans here, which is so beautiful. Uh -huh. But at that time, like you just didn't. There was, just, there was you knew everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a you small knew, community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew everyone that was Afghan, and he was like living in a studio with all of his friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like it's just like so funny. Like they were just all together, and then they met in Oakland. Okay. Yeah, they met in Oakland, yeah. and I just I love Oakland so much because what my like being a child of um, someone from Afghanistan and like having my mom be from the Bay Area. Yeah. Um, just seeing the magic that it holds to like connect people and like how it really, for me, Oakland really does feel like this cosmic silk road yeah. that like, like a stop on a cosmic silk mm. road that mm -hmm. connects like mystics and artists and creatives to just, um, you know, share codes with one another and ideas and inspire mm -hmm. one another. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, my experience of the Bay has been so much about art and music and culture and mysticism and just by, just like by proxy too, before right. even fully like taking it on in my own life. Yeah, it's, it's funny that you, um, Oakland, like, because back in the days when I was a teenager, I was not into art, I wasn't into music, I was more into partying, fighting partying and like, you know <laughs> drugs and all that stuff right but yeah. now that i have evolved as a human being and also like tap into the things that i love like a kind of like coming back home to me now i'm able to like attract people like yourself desi and ev are very in tune with their spirituality and also creative so it's like a law of attraction to you yeah yes. thank you for tuning in that was the end of part one Part 2 comes out next Monday, 9 a.m. Please stay tuned. Make sure you like and subscribe to our channel and hit that notification bell so that YouTube will let you know when the next one comes out.